Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Niner's Purpose. I'm your host, Tanner, and today I'm joined by... What's up? It's Duncan. What's up? It's Nathan. And today, Nathan's going to be giving us a quote. All right. So the quote starts with, the Council of uh, the council of Fools is the more misguided, the more of them there are. This is from the Laxdala Saga, which is one of the Icelandic sagas of uh, the 13th century. Really, I, I mean, I like it because it's a short quote, and it, it's pretty straight to the point about not only who you surround yourself with, but you could get caught up in this. You know, it's a herd mentality, you know, the people don't get smarter in greater groups. I mean, that's just obvious. And so don't don't get caught up with that. And also don't surround yourself with a bunch of people that make you do that. Yeah, I think as you add people to a, a group or a movement, the more diluted it gets. And that may not be always true for certain things, but I think for, I guess, like, easy to understand ideas it can be really misguided the more people you add because they're like oh we're gonna do it this certain way now more and more and it's just gonna get the original purpose gets diluted yeah i mean i think it's a real big uh warning not to become sheeple essentially you know you don't want to go around and just join in on what's the popular fashion for the day mm-hmm. i think fads i think like the silly band craze you know many many summers ago you're still not on the silly band, right? <laughs> yeah, I no, still think they're cool. <laughs> um, however fun that was for like two months. Um, no, I'm out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think about that, and you know, it, it was kind of foolish. You know, th- those little things that you just wore on your arm, and then half the time came out to be a cool shape. <laughs> where <laughs> sounds like you didn't have enough silly bands. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I didn't. But. <laughs> You're that kid. Like, I yeah. was that kid. I was that kid. <laughs> but, like, it was kind of foolish. It was kind of dumb. And everyone just kind of forgot about it after a couple, like, weeks. And, yeah. You know, it really is kind of an illustration of how other things can happen, too. The same thing can happen to certain movements or, mm-hmm. like, ideologies or fad diets or whatever else. Someone's going to be like, I started this. And everyone else will be like, cool, I'm going to join. And then as soon as being there isn't cool anymore, they're just going to leave. You know, I definitely think that in looking back on it from that perspective in the past, it's much easier to identify these movements. You know, we can think about the obvious ones in history, but I think it's important to proactively look at the movements today and see if you're a part of any of them. And I don't think it's like you should shun people for what they're doing or like what trend they're following, but just encourage people to actively think like, is this something I support? Is this a movement I agree with and just not go with what everyone tells you because I think that the best opinions are formed from your own research and being smart about it. And that way you can form a good opinion, not just get lost in a wave of irrational thought. Right. I think it also like, um, the quote kind of thinks like the council of fools inherently means like you're bouncing off other people's ideas. And if those people aren't maybe, not necessarily on your same intellectual level, but on your same frequency, they're really not going to speak to something individually that fits you as well. Like you shouldn't base your life around other people's ambitions. And so I'd say it's just trying to guide you to being yourself individually. And also if you're going to take some counsel, make sure that that person, you know, would understand the way that you do things and you understand the way that they do things, you know, don't do, don't, take counsel from someone that just does things on whims foolishly. And so just try to be your own person and 
think individually and take when you're taking counsel from other people, you're looking for advice, seeking that. Make sure that it's a person that actually you would trust to give you advice, you know, and don't just base base your opinion off people that you don't trust. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do that. So when I think of council fools too, I kind of am reminded of those charities at the big box stories or other things like that, where really they're not run as charities. They're run as a commercial business. And, you know, at least 50% of everything they collect just goes back in to line the leader's pockets. And, you know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's something that you have to be wary of. And while not all the time people's charity is being taken advantage of, that also kind of goes to maybe your membership of a group or something else like that. You got to make sure that the people in charge aren't doing it for nefarious reasons, because it's really easy to say, I'm doing this for a good cause, or I'm doing this because I truly believe in it. But oftentimes there's outside motivations. Yeah. And I, I definitely think that, this relates back to like, I guess on a smaller scale of the episode, we talked about, you know, find good people to surround yourself with. And I think if everybody does that, we won't have a council of fools, but I think just identifying groups as maybe not just like, look at everybody like, Oh, you're stupid. But like, if you disagree with them and don't trust their advice, don't take their advice, you know, and don't go head deep into something that you don't support. Yeah. Yeah, um, definitely like the point it makes about saying that the more misguided, the more of them there are is like really true to the point of like, if you've ever been in a big group and a big group of people trying to make a decision, like the moment some someone sticks their neck out and makes an idea, a lot of people are just pushovers. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people will go ahead and just agree with them. And then what happens is that that idea, no matter how shitty it is, is echoed yeah. like like really loudly. And especially like if you're with a group of, let's say, 20, 25 people and trying to go from one place to another (laughs) or trying to leave somewhere and go somewhere else, that that is a pain in the ass, like really, really badly, because some people are going to say, I want to go here. And then, you know, the other people that really don't care where you're going, they might just say it just to say it, you know? Yeah. So they're not thinking about it, you know? So don't always... Like when you're getting advice from a bigger group of people, which because I, I know we've probably all been in that situation, like you're with your full extended friend group and you ask ask a question or something like that. A lot of times the person that just says the first answer, everyone's like, yeah, 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 you know, that, you know, yeah. no matter whether or not that's good quality advice or even true to you on, on an individual level. Yeah, I, I definitely think that, Part of that, like, if you're lucky enough to have uh, a big group of people doing something and not have one fool in it, you know, it, it can be pretty easy that like, you can all make a collective decision. But it is so frustrating. I've been experiences trying to, like, leave somewhere, go to a different place with a lot of people, and you're just like, please, can we please leave? I just want to leave. <laughs> yeah. And they're all just like, what? What? What's going on? Where's this person? I don't know. I'm like, my People God. just walk off. Yeah. And it makes leave. me want to, like, just do everything by myself and a few people. Yeah. very frustrating yeah and i think that um something you said there like the extended group of friends i think that's something that you can do to kind of help you stop from having that council of fools is to kind of have that insulary group of friends. yes have that small like you know maybe five or six people that you really trust and talk to and can depend on whenever things get weird or rough and maybe take all of your advice from them or most of your advice from them as opposed to the giant mob right or do it on the individual level. If you can, you know, focus when you get your advice or, 
you know, if you can have like a one-on-one meeting with someone, because I mean, a lot of times people will be more true to you, the more, you know, individualized they feel the conversation is. So like when it's a one-on-one conversation, a lot of people definitely feel the, feel the, feel the pull, the gravity of the situation. Like you need to be true to each other on the, on the individual level, have good conversations and make, make sure that you have good quality people that can give you that advice. Cause a lot of people like, if you ask their opinion and they're standing around other people, they're not going to give you a true answer. They're not yeah. going to give you a true answer because they don't want to give you a true answer in front of other people. Can you think of a example that you're caught up in a mob mentality? That's not silly bands. Cause that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. I'm trying to think, and I don't know if I can yeah. find like a, some that everyone else was in, and I was like, "That's stupid." Was um those flipping uh fid- spidget finners? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Did you mean spinners. to mess up that? Yeah, that's just what I call them. Oh, that's I, I, I still enjoyed this. I have one. yeah, yeah. Like everyone got those spidget finners, and like it, it went from like <laughs> you know, it was like the basic one with the gauges, and then eventually like, it's like had metal and like metal triangles and triangles and like uh, some some of them the had magnets that moved. Did you guys ever yeah, see those? No. Those were so I, yeah. I saw the light up ones. Yeah, it's like different colors. Yeah, like the light up ones, the glow in the dark ones, and then like you're, you're still just naming cool things. They, they I don't <laughs> regret that. <laughs> they turn from spinners into cubes. Yeah. No, 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 no. Were, were you the, there for the cubes? No, the cube never. The cube never became a fad. People actually used the cube because <laughs> they actually wanted to stop fidgeting. <laughs> okay, whatever you say, big man. Um, but yeah, like maybe not trends, but like like mob mentality, like, like in a like moment. on an individual, like not basis. a trend over time, just like a like within like thirty minutes, you know. Like, uh, I guess if you can't think of any yeah, like yeah. long term mob mentality, really, I can think of one. All right, what you so, got? When we tried playing D and D freshman year of high school, yeah, I will never play D and D with that many people again. How many did we have? We had eight eight players. Oh, okay. In Dungeon Master, yeah, that was a pain in the ass. Well, like and all honestly, of us were brand that, new. Yeah, that's true. But uh, but I mean, it was like y- y- once again we we had problem a was you just had a bunch of fools. Well, yeah, we, <laughs> we did, did have a bunch of fools. We but did. also we had you know a case of the people who did did not think that they were fools and would start echoing incorrect you know, things mm-hmm. and start doing things that were very, very wrong. And people know. who cannot admit to their foolishness yeah. are the biggest fools. The Big clowns. We call them clown people. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> well, like also like for an example, like that D and D game, we broke down, we turned on each other. Literally. No, literally, like, like Lord of the Flies. Like we, no, it was really bad Within the confines of the game. We tried no, to it kill started one getting of to the point the members where, of our party. Like, I was not able to contain how frustrated I was. Yeah. Because turned I, into a battle royale. I was the dungeon master. It, it was <laughs> it was so horrible. It was so horrible because it was like, no one ever lets you talk. I was like, I'm not gonna be rude here, but like I'm the narrator of the story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you guys are going through my world and, yeah. and, and like my encounters. And yeah. like I've built this entire thing around it. I've built many different ways for you guys to go. But it was like sometimes it was just like when you can't when you can't follow or follow those guidelines and you're just trying to do other stuff and that, that bugs people, you know, especially like when you're trying to corral people, especially when you're trying, because I mean, we had, we had four brand new players, Mm -hmm. four brand new players. I would consider you one of the most seasoned (laughs) and and for freshman freshman year that I, I mean, was seasoned as, with two games under my belt. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, I I did not have much <laughs> DMing experience either. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was my second actual DMing game too. So, I mean, we were all sitting in a 
situation of us just being a bunch of fools in it. And it broke yeah, down. It broke it down did. because of that. I think we make the blanket statement that all or most freshmen are fools. Yes. And then a large proportion of those fools are just yelling assholes. I was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, th- I think we all a lot were. of screaming. I think freshman year is definitely a great example of <laughs> just really uh, based large, large group of fools doing things. <laughs> I feel like that's the majority of high school. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's just yeah. fooling around <laughs> well, and figure out. Wait, uh, I'm not doing good things. Let me stop being a clown. And then you get to go to college and do it all and over. Then you can do it all over again. No, no, no. I'm not you, I am. I think I'm at a very good point in my life, Duncan. I am not the same kind of foolishness I was freshman year of yeah. high school. No, completely different type of fool. Yeah, literally. Different I get to be an adult fool, fool now. Yeah. yeah, I get it with yeah. credit cards and money. <laughs> yes, I get to be a fool with consequences. Oh, I don't God. know what harsh. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When it comes to uh, more adult topics, there are very much physical consequences. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. High school was definitely a. Let's just be glad for high school because it was a bad <laughs> I survived that. I don't know either. Some of the stuff it we did. Battleground of, of just the things that should not happen in the real world. Everyone needs to experience that, though. And some of my, yeah. the, the funniest memories I have are from high school. Just Yeah. The weirdest stuff. Just happened. the stuff that I would literally never, ever do again. Yeah. <laughs> so I, like, yeah. just ridiculous yeah. things. It's and, like the shit that you do, and then not even uh, two seconds later, you're like, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, like, it started getting to the no, point it, where no, some of the stuff. fools because we'd say, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, especially. Uh, it's like, you I could have died. No, it's like over the course of high school, cool. you started realizing, oh, fuck, I can't do that. <laughs> I gotta stop, please. Like, most of it revolved around driving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have most of the funny memories about God, I don't know half of how most of us in high school in the United States are not dead. No, <laughs> Some I, of the driving stuff we've done. Uh, no, I literally look back, I'm like, I wouldn't. Nope. It's scary, I know. I feel like a grandma I get, now. I get, you know, sometimes I'll be going downhill and my speedometer would be going up a little too high and I get scared <laughs> now. Like, in high school, though, it was just no. It was like, not oh, scared. going downhill? That's free speed boost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuff you like never that. experience that, Duncan, because your car doesn't get above 65 <laughs> miles an hour. Because it does going downhill. It's of not because of the engine, it's just aerodynamics. Uh, I saw that you um, parked next to the black car. It looks yeah, like yours. Uh, what car, kind of car is yours? Pontiac Aztec. I want everyone listening to this to go look up what a Pontiac. <laughs> what year is it? 2002. A 2002 Pontiac Aztec looks like. It is the funniest looking car I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's like a. It is a classic. Prius. It is a That's classic. Boxy. Don't it, it is literally a, a, ver- a non-vertically challenged Prius. <laughs> Do not let the fools confuse you. The Pontiac Aztec is a classic. And it belongs up there with the greats. It is. I think you're the fool. Just as important as a Chevy Impala. How do you think you identify p- fools effectively? Well, first off, if if they think that a Pontiac Aztec <laughs> looks like a crap car, well, I think you're a fool for that. They're they're a fool. Um, I think it's funny. I think you should supercharge oh. it. <laughs> I think within the context of this quote, yeah. you know, um, the idea for a fool would be within the context of the group or the movement. Is this individual's intention pure? Is it yeah. um, some, do they want, let's say that it, it's a social justice group, right? Is their goal really to make this world a better place? Yeah. That, that's the first question. Because 
most of the time as human beings, the answer is no. And then if they pass the initial sniff test, yeah. it's is the method through which they're doing this actually correct? Because yeah. that's another mm-hmm. that's another very important thing to cover. And that works not only like for social issues, but political ones yeah. as well, for li- religious ones. If you have a pastor, I feel like up it's there, all charities. I, th- yeah. I think, I think yeah. in, in terms of that, we've, we've covered yeah. how to solve that a million times, you know, yeah. like introspection. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, do you, like, after one month, do you look back and say, did what we do, it, is it better now than mm-hmm. it was a month ago? Mm-hmm. And was what we did the most effective it could be? And, and how could we, yeah. you know, try yeah. something maybe slightly different? And I think or, it's easier to do that. Yeah. on a level that is outside of yourself too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at an organization or whatever, because it's yeah. easy to see what the, what happened, what, what are the exact things that were caused by this? I yeah. think uh, like a council of fools is uh, those people in companies or nonprofits that don't look in introspectively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. I, I can definitely say in terms of like introspection as a group, I can definitely say like as a friend group, we started functioning much better. I mean, especially like in high school, we got yeah. four years of just number one, meeting each other mm-hmm. and then coming to, you know, how do we interact? And then our social dynamic, just improving all in all and, and just becoming more respectable, agreeable and able to talk to each other. And, and that happens not only because all of us matured, but because all of us, I, I think, I think in a general aspect, look to make it better. Yeah. Look to like any friction we ever had, we kind of tried to get over it or figure out a way to the, where that couldn't happen again. Or, you know, at least if it was an issue that we could not overcome, then we wouldn't cause that issue again, you know? Yeah. Kinda. So I don't understand how those people in high places and like nonprofits embezzle money and stuff. Cause like, I feel like most of them do like think about it introspectively, like, Ooh, I'm a bad person. You know, yeah. it's like naughty, naughty. Like, what do you think they think about themselves? Well, yeah. I, I just think that most people, don't care about others or I, I think the general it, world. I think at some point it becomes subconscious. Yeah. Yeah. Subconscious. That just like generally surprises me and upsets me that most yeah. people aren't like us. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think, I, I think, think I'm a perfectly selfish person. Huh? Yeah. I, I think I'm a perfectly selfish person. Yeah. Monetarily. Well, not well, I mean, only I, monetarily. Well, yeah. I think we all like, there's a healthy level of selfishness, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. stealing from something that's meant to do something good yeah. in the world. Like what if it was like yeah. you're embezzling money from an orphanage? Yeah. Like, I think part about being uh, introspective is realizing how horrible you could be. Yeah. Like that's literally like the entire point of the Gulag Archipelago is realizing that no matter where you come from, no matter what life you've had, you can and should look to how horrible you physically could be at, at all period. What could you do? That is the most horrible thing ever that you could do. And how can you, in every regard of life, keep yourself from doing that? I think well, the most horrible, controversial thing I do is drive my car. Honestly, no. like my carbon footprint, which is lessened in college because yeah. I don't drive that often. Well, no, but like also Nathan has a point here because we all like to read our books mm. on, on the perspective of we're the hero, right? But, but the truth is, is being the hero is the hard part. You know, you got to make sacrifices to be, the hero. to be the villain. That's not that hard. Yeah. yeah. If, if I wanted to be greedy and narcissistic and take my anger out on the world, I could do that very easily. Yeah. The success in which I'd have in America is pretty low because 
cops exist and our justice system is not 100% terrible. And I would probably eventually get taken down if I was enough of an asshole. But the fact is, it's a lot easier for human beings to be evil than good. And I think that right, Nathan does have a point. We, we do have to be careful because it is a slippery slope. And I think that, I mean, when we're talking about the mm. council of fools, you know, it's not necessarily that the fools are evil, but they're definitely not good. Yeah. The fool, the fool is someone that is, the fool can do as much damage as the villain unknowingly. Yeah. Kind of. I think the villain can be the fool. Yeah. I, I think but in, in most, in most cases, like, the reason you call them a villain is because they actively yeah. choose to do the negative things that they do. Yeah. The fool is given the benefit of the doubt that they're unaware. And well, so the way, the way to change that is to become aware, be yeah. introspective. I think the fool has no clue that they mm-hmm. could ever be the villain. I think the fool is one of those people who think that every individual is good 100% yeah. of the time and has no capacity. And I think that that is a dangerous notion. You know, we, we do have to be conscious that we are capable, terrible things. Yeah. All right, guys. So we try to leave you guys off with something every time. And so I'd say for this time, the goal is, is that not only should you be wary of the counsel of people that you feel are unaware of your situation or not fit to give you advice, but not only um, you should also become conscious become conscious and aware of and introspective uh, into yourself and do this so that way at least you can do the one thing that we can do in this life which is make sure that you aren't the fool and you aren't the person causing unnecessary harm and i hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you next time goodbye